Hello guys, this is Jyotsna from Angies. Today we discuss the new chapter about the revolution in Indian economy and the economic reforms since the 1991, which is the most dominating, become the most dominating phase of the Indian economy, and everything changed afterwards. Onwards, after 40 years of planned development, India has been able to achieve a strong industrial base and become self-sufficient in the production of food grains. Nevertheless, a major segment of the population continues to depend on agriculture for its livelihood. In 1991, a crisis in the balance of payment led to the introduction of the economic reforms in India. This, so we, what we're going to discuss today. the only because the balance of payment leads to us the introduction of the economic reforms which were introduced in the 1991 so 1991 india met with the economic crisis relating to its external debt the government was not able to make prepayments on its borrowing from abroad foreign exchange reserves which we generally uh, generally maintained to import petrol and other important items dropped to levels that were not sufficient for even a fortnight the crisis was further compounded by the rising prices rising prices of the essential goods all these led to the government to introduce a new set of policy measures which which changed the direction of the developmental strategies so we're going to discuss the crisis measure the government has adopted and the in their impact on the various sectors of the economy so the first we discuss about its background that how economic reforms emerged out of what the original the origin of the financial crisis can be traced from the inefficient management of indian economy in the 1980s we know that for the implementation implementation of various policy and its general administration the government generates funds from the various sources such as taxation running of the public sectors enterprises etc when expenditure is more than income the government borrows to the finance the deficit from the banks and also from within the country and from the international financial institutions when we import goods like petroleum we pay in dollars which we on from our exports development policies required that even though the revenues were very low the government had to overshoot its revenue to meet the problems like unemployment poverty and population explosion the continued spending on the development programs of the government did not generate additional revenue moreover the government was not able to generate scientifically from the sufficiently from the internal sources such as taxation when the government was spending a large share of its income on areas which do not provide immediate returns such as the social sector and defense there was a need to utilize the rest of its revenue in a highly efficient manner the income from the public sector undertakings were also very high to meet the growing expenditure our foreign exchange borrowed from the other countries and international financial institutions was spent on the meeting consumption needs neither was an attempt made to the reduce such profligate spending nor sufficient attention was given to the boost exports to pay for the growing imports 
In the late 1980s, the government expenditure began to exceed its revenue by such large margins that meetings, the expenditure through the borrowing become unsustainable. Prices of the many essential goods rose sharply. Import grew at a very high rate without matching growth of the exports. The pointed out earlier, foreign exchange reserve declined to a level that was not advocate to fi finance import for more than two weeks. There was also sufficient foreign exchange to pay the rest that needs to be paid to international lenders. Also, no country or the international funders were willing to lend to India. So, India uh, approached the international banks of, for reconstruction and development, RBRD, popularly known as the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and they received $7 million as a loan to manage the crisis for availing the loan. These international agencies expected India to liberalize and open up the market by removing restrictions on the private sectors. Reduce the role of the government in the many areas and remove the trade restrictions between India and other countries. India agreed to the condition, conditionalities of the World Bank and IMF announced the new economic policy. The new economic policy consisted of wide-ranging economic reforms and the trust of the policies were towards creating a more competition environment in the economy and removing the barriers to entry and the growth of the firms. The set of the policies can broadly be classified into two groups, the stabilization measures and the structural reform measures. Stabilization measures are short-term measures intended to cut correct some of the weaknesses that have developed in the pay balance of payments and to bring inflation under control. In simple words, this means that there was a need to maintain sufficient foreign exchange reserve and keep the raising prices under control. On the other hand, structural reform policies are long-term measures aimed at improving the efficiency of the economy increasing its international competitiveness by removing the rigidity in the various segments of the Indian economy. The government initiated a variety of policies which fall under the three heads, that is, liberalization, privatization, and globalization. Liberalization is all about introduced in 1980s, 80s in the area of industrial licensing, export, import policy, technology upgradation, policy, fiscal policy, and foreign investment. Reform policies initiated in the 1991 were more comprehensive. So let us know some more important areas such as the industrial sector, financial sectors, tax reforms, foreign exchange markets and the trade and investment sector which received the greater attentions in and after 1991. So let's discuss the deregulization of the industrial sectors. In India, the re regulatory mechanisms were enforced in the various ways. First, the industrial licensing under which every entrepreneur had to get permission from government officials to start a firm, close a firm or to decide the amount of goods that would be, could be produced. Second, the private sector was not allowed in many industries. Third, some goods could be produced only in the small-scale industries. And fourth, control on the prices, fixation and the distribution of selected industrial products. Now there comes here comes the financial sector reforms that how the government brings the reforms in the financial sector. The financial sectors include the financial institutions such as commercial banks, investment banks, stock exchange operations and the foreign exchange markets. The financial sector in India is controlled by the Reserve Bank of India, RBI. 
you may be aware that all the banks and the other financial institutions in india are controlled through various norms and the regulations of the rbi the regula- the rbi decides the amount of the money that the bank can keep with themselves and fixes the interest rate and nature of lending to various sectors one of the major aims of the financial uh, sector reforms is to reduce the role of the rbi from the regulator to facilitator of the financial sector this meant that financial sector may be allowed to take the decisions on many matters without consulting rbi let's discuss little bit about the tax reforms the the reforms that are concerned with reforms in the governmental taxation that how the government will take the tax how the government generate the taxes by through their reforms in the taxation policy which are also known as the fiscal policy there are the two uh, two types of taxes which are very simple the direct and indirect taxes the direct taxes consist of taxes on the income individual as well as the profit of the business enterprises since the 1991 there there has been a continuous re- reduction in the taxes on the individual income as it was felt that the high rates of the income tax were important reason for tax evasion it is now widely accepted that the moderate rates of the income tax encourage saving and the voluntarily disclosure of income the rate for corporation tax which was very high earlier has been gradually reduced effort has been made to reform the indirect tax the taxes levied on the commodities in order to facilitate the establishment of the common common national markets for goods and commodities another component component of the reform in this area is uh, simplification in order to encourage better competence on the part of taxpayers and many producers have been simplified and the rate also sustainability lowered now we have the privatization which uh, affecting india in uh, so many matters so let's discuss this it's implies trading of the ownership or the management of the government owned enterprises the government companies are converted into private companies in two ways by withdrawing of the government forms from the ownership and the man- management of the public sector companies and by the outright sale of the public sector companies privatization of the uh, public sector undertaking by selling off part of the equity of psus to the public is known as disinvestment the purpose of the sale according to the government was mainly to improve financial discipline and facilitate modernization it was also envisaged that the private capital and managerial capabilities could be effectively utilized to improve the performance of the psus the government envisaged that the privatization could provide strong impetus to the inflow of fdi the government has also made attempt to improve the efficiency of psus by giving them autonomy in taking managerial discussions for instance some psus have been granted special status as maharatnas navratnas and maniratnas so now we have to conclude this uh, the process of globalization through 
the liberalization and privatization policies has produced positive as well as the negative results both for india and other countries some scholars argue that globalization could be seen as the opportunity in terms of the greater access to the global market high technology and increased possibilities of the large industries of development countries to big come important players in the international arena